You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome to an episode of the State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, alongside me. Not as usual. It's not Paul today. It's who? Uh, th- this is Stip filling in. Going to try to get my voice down as low as possible to sound as much like Paul like I can. Oh, the, bar- the, the lovely baritone of Paul. Yeah. Paul Gillick. Paul couldn't be here today, gang. He's back in uh, La Jolla, California, where he lives. Um, so we brought in Stip. We brought in the, the heavy hitters. Um, from the skyscraper, red mosquito forms. If you've ever gone online and done the Pearl Jam thing online, you may have gone to theskyscrape.com. It's a fabulous website. Oh, thank you very much. You you moderate? I moderate and write. And write. If you've ever had one of those song-by-song reviews uh, from back in the day of all the albums that come out that are beautifully written, this is your guy. This is your guy. Oh, and speaking of writing reviews of songs, Stip... I believe you have a, a book coming. Is that true? I do. This is our uh, world premiere announcement coming out in uh, February premiere. or March of this year. I Am No Guide, Pearl Jam Song by Song. You can pre-order it now on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and probably other places where books are sold. Walmart, perhaps? I Probably. <laughs> Let's say yes. I want to point out that um, as we started this thing, a bird took a giant shit on my computer. So that's fun. But I think it means good luck, right? Isn't that what that means? Well, this is a live episode, which you don't usually do. We don't. Which we is don't. too bad, because this is really a visual medium. It, you know... I have a cricket. You have a cricket? There's crickets in bedrooms. There's birds shitting on laptops. It's, it's, all, it's, it's chaos madness here, here in Skulls Garden. Speaking of Skulls Garden, I have to say a big thank you to Skulls Garden for having us here. This venue is the balls, as Ron Burgundy would say. It's a very beautiful uh, beer garden here, patio. There's beer, there's dr- other drinks, presumably. I don't know. Why would you have anything else? Uh, Sprite. Pretzels. Is there, is there like a cheese? Like, is there like a cheese dip? It's, it's German, obviously. Why wouldn't you have the, beer, the cheese? Um, and of course, the Wishless Foundation for allowing us to be here as guests. Um, if you didn't, give them a round of applause. Go ahead, give them a round of applause. Wishless Foundation is fantastic. 17 years doing this pre-party thing. Louder, you saying? Brian says louder. Brian says louder. Is louder better? I don't know. More is better? More is better. Live podcasting. Feedback is terrible. All right, we'll, we'll live in this world, and if you can't hear us, Brian says it's okay? okay. You get back there? You're my Greg Nelson today. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. Nelly, Nelly in the back. Um, so today, we figured we would take in the heat and the schwitzing and, and the mist and let's, let's talk about last night a little bit like that. So I was not there last night, but I believe you were. How was the show? Uh, the show, as I'm sure many of you... Who, who went last night to night one? Lucky dogs. They can't tell at home, but a lot of hands were raised. Again, not a visual medium, but it, it works better with woos. How about a woo for uh, if you went last night? That's better. That's what we're talking about. Um, did anybody have out of my mind on their bingo card? No. Nobody did. Nobody did. And if you did, you're a liar. Lies. I actually had to read the set list twice before I even realized that was played. Like, my eyes just glazed over it. Nothing man, elderly woman thumbing my way. Who had that in their bingo car thumbing my way? I mean, before I had out of my mind. <laughs> Feedback. Um, footsteps, present tense, whoever said, save you, corduroy, quick escape, even flow, out of my mind. First time since 2018. But before that was what? 20, someone will know this, 14, 12? Anyways, fifth time ever being played. I would say, and I know there's been a little bit of discussion maybe online about the, uh, the crowds a little north of here in a town that we won't mention, but the crowd last night was fucking awesome. So congratulate yourselves because, uh, I know there's children in the building, please, here at a beer hall, I apologize, kind of, maybe. Um, the, the crowd was incredible. Where were you guys sat? We got 200 bowl. Anybody in the 200 bowl last night? Over there? 100 bowl, lower bowl? Four people? GA pit? Yeah. After the pit, you had to have a beer pretzel. That's the rule. You gotta work it off. 
you know? All right, so it's one thing to, to read the set list. As somebody yes. who was there, yes. what were some of the, the performance highlights? Uh, Michael McCready? He is a highlight unto Fair himself, enough. my Fair friend. When you are so good that you can then bequeath your guitar to the fans in front of you for a solo, you're doing things correctly. Yeah, You've you got to figure it out. Here's what I'll say. I, I think, you know, with Matt, and, and we'll talk more uh, proper tour recap next week, with uh, our friend Rob from, uh, from Pearl Jam Radio. Oh, by the way, has a plug for you, Rob Bleedstein. Um, you get the cancellation. You, well, first of all, you get St. Louis, St. Paul, you get Chicago, both amazing shows in their own regard. Everyone's stoked for uh, Indianapolis, and it goes done. Anybody here have tickets to that show? And, okay, we got one, we got two, we got three. Are you holding on to it, or are you going to do the refund? For the indie show. You're holding on to it. Holding on to it? Because why not? Right? They're going to make it happen. So when that happened, it was, at least personally, thinking about this, these two dates here. I was selfishly like, well, he could get better in time for Austin. Worst case scenario for me. That doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that Fort Worth isn't, you know, a little question mark there. Some people saying that maybe it wasn't going to happen at all. Some people saying, oh, we see, we see Josh on the drum kit beforehand, is, he, is, is, is Cruzen flying in? Is, uh, I know we're kind of in a, um, well, at the, at the time in Fort Worth, we were in the greater Dallas area. I know you can't say that when you're in Fort Worth, but the greater Dallas area, there may, not, may or may not be a former drummer who lives in the area who, who may, may or may not have... Bigger surprise eh, than that in my mind if he showed up. It would have been, it would have been. Uh, but yeah, would, would Cruzen come out? Would Stuver would come out? And no, Josh said, I'm going to take the reins, the skins as it were, and I thought nailed it. Yeah, no, it's a cool ability to be able to do everything. That guy is the utility infielder, all-star of this tour. Oh, yeah. So when that happens and they kind of get back on their feet, Matt comes back, and God bless him coming back two days later, um, obviously not feeling up to his usual standards, does very well, all things considering. But you knew, when you saw Mike McCready, you knew he was going to take the band by the scruff of its neck and say, come on, guys, I got you. Stay with me here. And he has willed this band, I think, to the point where now I feel like they've all gotten that energy from them, from him. And we, we saw it last night. It was incredible what they played, the performances. Uh, I mean, busting smile out to the back. Anybody in the back last night get smile? You were in the back, Shannon? No, it was 100. Okay. No, we got yeah, okay. But I know what you meant. You know what I meant, okay. I thought it was cool to have the, uh, the Taylor Swift mirror ball helmet come back. That was fun. And the jacket. Did anybody go to um, the forum in Los Angeles last year? So you saw the jacket la that year and uh, the quote-unquote bitch who outdressed out him in the corner. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But I, I remember seeing the live stream from Laura, who is somewhere, Laura Demartini, I don't know where you're at, but you and your glorious live streams um, was how I saw it the other night in Fort Worth. And I'm like, thank God he brought it back. We need, we need good times. You know, it's a classic. As someone who got off the plane, saw the set list, what do you think? Having seen all the other set lists, what, what did you think of that? I mean, again, I, I'm only getting one show this, uh, this tour. So I was a little nervous that they, they closed with a live or, or right before because that's always my, my, biggest, um, my biggest tour desire. Um, Still can't believe they played out of my mind. A uh, little sorry that I missed Quick Escape if we don't get it. It looked like a, a great set list. But I'm also, you know, when you're just seeing one or two, two shows, I have reached the point where there's, they're not going to put together a set list I'm not going to be interested in. There's no way they're not playing something that I don't want to hear, something I haven't heard for a while. Uh, I'm going to be, as long as they sound good, I'm going to be pretty easy to please tonight. Well, they're going to be going to sound good. I know they we know, will. We know that for sure. But since you were there last night, yeah. was there anything last night that you want to hear them do again? Here's, they're they're going to play Alive and Even Flow again. They just will. I'm not mad at that, though. There are some poo-pooers out there, we'll call them casual or gen-pop fans, who might go to the bathroom during Even Flow. I say nuts to you. Because, if, again... Going back to Mike McCready, if you see Mike McCready play a guitar mm -hmm. solo once in your life, you know this guy is an absolute monster. Yeah. And I'm here to watch that. 
Um, There's a bathroom I'll, right there, right there. You can go now before the show. We're also and, directing and be traffic. there for, yeah, for yeah, even yeah. flow. And I'll remind you, uh, raffle tickets, 4.30. You've got, as I check my not-watched wrist, uh, 45 minutes to get your raffle tickets bought. Otherwise, you shan't be in uh, the running. Um, so besides even flow, I, I think, to your point, I think Alive is... It, maybe it's cheesy to say, but Alive is the community song. It's almost more interesting to turn around and look behind you at all these fine people, hey, 100%. hey, with Keely's lights turned up, than it is to watch the band. Because you've probably seen it 25 times they're, already. They're almost incidental, as crazy you know as that is to, to say. Like, that, Alive is the, the end of the concert, the big communal Do you guys agree with that? Capstone experience. Is Alive the moment? I know we're all tired and drenched and soaking sweat, and we've made new friends behind us and to the left and to the right. And yes, we've heard it a million times, but is that not the moment where it's like, this is why I fucking do this, man. This is why I come here. Is anybody going to be disappointed if you hear it again? I Anyone. Be I wouldn't be disappointed. I'll hear it every single That's that, right. Exactly. And I agree. So outside of those two, which I'm sure we'll hear, I think everything else is on the table. What wasn't played last night, Better Man, Black. Jeremy. Jeremy. I've daughter. I still haven't heard dance. Uh, they didn't play the listener, right? No. No. They played I, it in Fort Worth. I wasn't at Fort Worth, though. Well, then there you go. Um, yeah, uh, Animal. So if, you, if you're thinking of, you know, someone, uh, Sean actually over here, Sean was talking about how Chicago felt like one long show with a giant 24-hour intermission. I guess 48-hour intermission. I think that that's kind of what these shows have been, maybe not the degree of perfection that Chicago apparently was, but when you have two shows in a city and you have... And we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but you beauties who travel, that we, we all travel, and a lot of the times, the arena is the same friends you've seen 30 times before, but there's months in between when there's no tour. <laughs> and you don't see them again, but then you see them, oh, buddy, it's, it's a hug, and like, so it's, it's kind of the same crowd. We're at the point now, right, where it's kind of the same crowd. Yeah, start recognizing the same people. Right, so I feel like the band knows that to a degree and says, Let's go ahead and give him a really different set list from night to night in the same city. I know uh, Metallica just did, um, or they're still doing, this uh, No Repeat Weekend thing where literally 32 songs, none of which are the same. This is close. And so when I look at these songs from last night, I think we're going to have a severely different set list. Do you think so? I do. And Do you hope so? I... I not that you care because you weren't there, but like for the, for the, for the greater fan. There's, we're 160, 170 songs deep. And so, and as long as they know how to piece them together so that you keep the energy going from song to song, mm -hmm. you don't have a, a run that just you know, sucks the air out of the room and they know how to avoid that, uh, it's all going to be great. Well, and the beauty of, you know, you speak, talk about sucking the air out of the room kind of thing. I don't, I don't, ever feel that but I think if you take the more down tempo songs and you put them all at the front like they've been doing the last year you, you crescendo you beautifully and so they've managed to figure out a way to ease into a set in a really gorgeous way and then knock our faces off the last time I, I saw them was uh, was Camden last year and they, they had the same slow songs yeah. building up and hard to imagine was the the last song before the the, the main set, the standing up set. Yeah. And it just, it felt so heavy, so intense by the end of that song, just from the, the six song slow burn leading up to it. It was incredible. You like know, a reaction you would not have gotten if they just led with that and then jumped right into quarter. Do you know what I'm going to call it? I'm going to say that Pearl Jam is now doing concert Kama Sutra. <laughs> They're building you up. And then, then you, you know, is that, is that wrong? No. It's Pearl Jam Kama Sutra. Yeah, no, get get yeah, that yeah. copyrighted while you can. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to TM that right now. Um, speaking of exploding... Nice segue. Thank you. Uh, Paul's not here, so i got to do it. Uh, whipping. I love that song, number one. Which I, I believe you do as well. I do. That song um, was preceded by some Edward Jerome Vedder commentary. There hasn't been as much of that on this tour as maybe some previous tours. And I had in my notes, if I can bring them back up, that um, there hasn't been a lot of political banter. This was political adjacent, if I may. 
Eddie is a smart guy. He knows where he's at. He knows that Texans take their state very seriously. Uh, it is a great state, and the people take very much, a lot of pride in this state. And he, he led it that way. And there's, it is very, um, it's heartening to be in a place that people take a lot of pride in. Not just the state, but their communities. And he went that route. He, he brought it macro, brought it a little bit of micro, but then pivoted to, if you like taking care of the people that you like to take care of, then you should be aware of and a little peeved, let's say, that the women of this state can't do what they want to do with themselves in this state. Do you think it's intentional? I mean, I think Austin's probably a safer place to start that conversation than Fort <laughs> yes, Worth. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's... This at this point is it's literally over 20 years ago, but the the Uniondale uh, Bush Leaguer show, the, right. the infamous Long Island show, um, I was fortunate enough to, to be at that show. One of the the best live experiences of my life. Incredible, incredible night. And when he came out with the mask and the the audience turned on him, you know, at first it was hard to even figure out what was going on because there was booing, and I thought that you know naive person that I was that they were booing George Bush. Um, because then, why wouldn't you? Well, there you go. Sorry. And no, even like, but even in like, though this was still New York shortly after 9/11, like this was still mm -hmm. New York. This was not Bush country, and it was only like sort of watching Eddie's reaction, seeing him get a little bit more flustered, a little bit angrier, him struggling to process what was happening in real time, and then him trying to navigate that crowd conversation, where I was never sure, like, am I supposed to be booing because I don't like the things that he's also not liking? Am I supposed to be cheering because he's criticizing them? Or is the cheering, am I cheering for the things that he says he doesn't like? I, I could not figure out how to react or what I was supposed to do. And you know, I've gone back and listened to, to that, that song a number of times, listened to the, the dialogue. I actually transcripted it out at one point for some reason, I can't remember what the, the reason was. And what it really brought home is that you can't have a dialogue in a space like this. No. You can share energy with like-minded people. You can try to rile people up. You can try to piss them off. But all you can do is make a statement. Um, and I think given the fact that you know, they come out of the, the shows you know, in Chicago, you know, Minnesota, fairly safer territory. Indianapolis is a very conservative state, even if the, or Indiana, a very conservative state. You know, coming right back then down to, to Texas, uh, people being sick, uh, maybe yeah. the band not being entirely sure of um, you know, how well they're going to be able to play, how well they're going to be able to navigate the night. If the decision is, is just made, you know, I don't, I'm not going to make this statement tonight because I'm not going to persuade somebody who's not already persuaded. I'm not going to fire people up um, who aren't already fired up and I don't want it to, uh, to get in the way of the night. And maybe there's regret for that by the time they come to Austin. Like, right, I do feel like I need to say something. Maybe Austin is a safer environment to do it. So I, it brings me back to last year and, and more so to the previous two years. Um, if you guys have listened to the show before, you may know that, that Paul and I really thought that on the original tour that WMA would got a lot of play because of the whole George Floyd thing and how Black Lives Matter, the whole movement was very strong. It was present, it was forefront, you couldn't avoid it, and rightfully so. And so, in my opinion, maybe a slight, even a slightly younger band would say, I wanna push that button, I wanna, I wanna turn the brightness level up on that spotlight because I have the pulpit of the stage and we have songs that speak to those injustices and we wanna hammer it over the head. Um, that didn't happen. We got that with Rich Stuferud, thankfully. That was kind of cool in, in Oakland. Um, but it feels almost like, I, I'm not saying they're playing it safe per se. It's almost like we want to fight the fight in a different way. And I think that lines up with a lot of gigatons. It does. There's, right? only, there's only two Trump references in gigaton. Uh, one is actually fairly oblique, the one in, in 7 o'clock. And I think this is, the, this is the politics of an older band that's thinking about the, the impact that their, 
their words are going to have the responsibility that they have as a, a generation who is not able to you know, vanquish its demons, you know, who left the world in a worse place than they found it. You know, sort of recognizing that we can't righteously posture anymore because we had the chance, you know, collectively Gen X, uh, mostly Gen Xers here tonight, to, to do something about it. And Shout out for Gen X, by the way. We, we, here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sidebar real quick. <laughs> what, was, what was that again? Okay, you fucked it up good. Or we didn't, we didn't make it better. I'm, I'm a young Gen Xer. I'm like right at the, yeah, what, the tail end of it. What would you consider? I'm gonna pull all of you. What would you consider 1982? It's a millennial. You're an Is old. Millennial? You're an old millennial. Fuck me. Yeah, elder millennial. Elder. Elder millennial. And so I wonder if carry on. Like it's, and you saw this in Gigaton. If you compare like the politics of Gigaton to the politics on, you know, even just uh, well, the previous album, the songs that were so much more yeah, even Riot Act. Well, even you can even go to Lightning Bolt and a song like Mind Your Manners, you oh, know, which yeah. is you know like so so abrasive and in your face. It's and very like, feisty. It's a, it is like such a middle finger of a song. And seven eight years later, their kids are now you know young adults, uh, yeah. you know, voting for the first time, entering in the world. I wonder if there's a little bit of humility that's going to infuse some of the, the political songs and the, um, the political speeches that used to be there before. Yeah. The, like, I have power now. I have influence. Um, you know, I have a voice. I, uh, I am not silenced because the world is not letting me speak in the way that you could have said was the case for their, their earlier records. And if it's... Not, it's not that it would be hypocritical if you, brought, if you brought your politics into your music. It's always been there. But there's a, a humility behind it now that I think maybe runs against uh, some speechifying. I think if this was an election year and we're building up to, say, like, you know, a November election yeah. and you're you know, campaigning to keep Trump out of office, maybe that's a little bit different. But well, and, and presumably there will be some touring next year. Um, I mean, by all accounts that I've read, the recording of the next album is done. It's just in a mixing, mastering stage at this point, and maybe we'll get a single turn of the year. But um, I wonder if it's too also a, a, a point of the baton has been passed. You know, when they were, when they were singing on verses, and they were, even, even as late as Riot Act, still sort of in the um, we're banding together, we're of the same generation, that's, we're still on the younger side of things, we can make things happen. Whereas now, they, have, they all have kids. And those are the, that's the generation who needs to fight the fight. Do you know what I'm saying? Like well, the next version of the fight. So here's a, here's a terrifying thought for the, the people who are here. We can make this oh interactive because this is a live podcast. Oh God. Cast back to where you were mentally in 1992, 1993. How interested were you in hearing uh, rock stars from the early 60s opine on contemporary <laughs> politics circa 1991? Because I, as terrifying as it is, that is the age gap that we're looking at right now. Well, now, that's a great point. And, and the uh, indignation, that, and I, I, again, I feel like I'm on the cusp of Gen X. I'm like, I'm like there, I'm shaking hands across the aisle. I want to be. I want to be, whatever you want to call it. I feel like there's a lot of indignation from Gen X toward boomers mm -hmm. for all the shit that got put are there onto any, our Are world. there any boomers here? Boomers? Ah, fuck them. Oh, they're um, just not raising their hands. Nah, just kidding. Um, no, but like seriously, there's, there's a lot of negativity from what was given to Gen X. And just shut up, you know, you, you have it easy, yada, yada, yada. Nah, not really, bro. Have you checked Reagan's stats? No. Um, and more than that, obviously. But I think there was a lot of feeling like, don't tell me what to do. But if, if, it, if we're peers and you're saying, this is how we gotta get things solved, you listen to that. And now, that's, now they're the older statesmen. And I think they've done a great job over the last 30 years to say that, listen, I'm on your side. I know I'm the old guy now, but trust me, I've been along doing this fight for 30 years. I'm your friend, even though I'm older. So I think it's, it's, it's a little bit easier to make that connection but it's also not their responsibility anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, Eddie is in the Pete Townsend role now. He's in, yes. the, he's in the Neil Young role now. Yes. Like, the wisdom that the old can't, can't give away, somebody once said. Absolutely. And it's definitely there in their, their lyrics. It's definitely there in their music. Gigaton is an album full of songs that 
have a point of view, have a perspective, reflect somebody's lived experience, uh, but they're, they don't want to be too preachy about it because there's also with that the humility that comes from recognizing you've been unable to, even if you've lived your values, you haven't been able to make them existent in the world and rebuild it, restructure it the way that you would have wanted. Like, you know, you're, you're guilty of, not, of your own lack of success uh, in, in terms of changing the world, like the change that you wanted to see happen. Like, you know, the, you're not at the, the destination that you'd been seeking. Or if you got there personally, you know, your life is, is going yeah. great. You haven't been able to bring everybody else there with you. And so I, I kind of, part of me appreciates that they recognize that and that they bring that humility into their, their speechifying, but there's a part of me that misses it well, too. And listen, idealism is sexy. Pragmatism is not. Mm -hmm. And in reality, America is a giant uh, Caribbean cruise liner of a, of, a, of a thing. It takes a long time to turn that thing around. It's not a dinghy. You can't just, you know? Um, so when you're young, you think, well, yeah, we'll just, we'll just vote these fuckers out of office and we'll enact some change and ipso facto, there's your country. And it's like, no, that's not really how that works. And as you get older, you start to see that in reality and, and your politics might change a little bit. Um, I don't know that the politics of the band and Ed has changed, but at least they're becoming more pragmatic, I think, in their approach to how they express those things. Well, I mean, I also wonder, too, I, I think you're right, but the, the power of a political rally and you know, a, a concert can, can have that same energy. Of course. It's, it's not to change somebody's mind. I mean, nobody is coming to a Pearl Jam concert like, oh, I'm really on the fence about abortion, so <laughs> let me hear what you know, Eddie has to say and that'll really help me make up my mind. You know, the thought is, are you going to walk out of that experience feeling empowered, feeling like you're not alone, feeling yes. like you have the, the energy? No matter what your fights are. Correct. Yes. Like that I can go out there and make a difference because I'm not alone, because I was just in a space with 15,000, 20,000 other people who believe the same thing, yeah. you know, that, that I do. There's, there's somebody sitting right in front of me whose name I don't know, who's wearing the, uh, the Pearl Jam Pride Stickman, yeah. you know, T-shirt. What's your name? Rob. Rob. Uh, Rob. Rob, I bought the same shirt uh, from, the, from the 10 Club. And... You know, so I'm gonna guess that Rob doesn't need to go to this show tonight to be told how to feel about, you know, I, se politics of sexual identity. But if Rob walks out of the show tonight feeling like I am part of a larger community that has roughly the same values that I do, that believes the same things that I do, that when the time comes for him to be politically engaged, I don't wanna put words in your mouth, you're more likely to feel that what you do matters and that you're not alone and that as long as there are like-minded people like me, working together, acting together, I can make a change. Well, and so weirdly, if you keep some of the, the politics out of this, because maybe you know, there, Rob has a, a weird uh, you know, well, political well, mix well, yeah, where yeah. he's, I don't want to put a belief in your mouth, where you know, Rob is wearing the pride shirt, but is also uh, anti-choice. You know, he's shaking his head no, but somewhere in the 20,000 people who are going to be here tonight, somebody may have that particular combination. We're in Texas, after uh, all. Yeah, it's probably more likely here than, than maybe some other places. And so if that person ends up feeling alienated from, from the band because of, of comments about abortion, do they walk out just feeling less politically engaged about the things that uh, they do yeah. have common yeah. ground with the crowd with? That's, that's the beauty, the 360 view of this band, I think. We all, we all, I feel like I've said it a million times, but we, I've always felt that the band is listening to me, listening to me by playing music at me. And I'm like, there's the empathy being shot back at 100 decibels. And you look around, hence the point of alive, and you see everybody reacting in the same way, like, whatever it is about the band that makes you feel like that in that moment, mm -hmm. that's why you're there at that church. Exactly. That's why you're waving your hand when you wave your hand. That's why you uh, sing in the choir for evolution. We might, I'm sure we probably all differ in some facet of life, economically, or uh, whatever, the, whatever the, 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 the column is um, that you might put your money towards or, or believe in, faith. Um, you still go to a show and say, at the end of the day, I might have different people around me, but we're all feeling like we're meant to be together, meant to be alive, meant to mm -hmm. have purpose. And I feel like if you actually had a political discussion after a fucking show, 
you might get more accomplished because everyone would be like, you know what? I know that you and I are, are simpatico on so many levels. We can, we can make this work. We can come out on the other side of this thing and find a compromise. And maybe that's the goal yeah, that, for next year. Exactly. That, that you walk out of, out of the experience feeling like I am part of a community and I care about the people within it. And that even if there are differences that you have with some of those people on some items, that you're, you're invested in their, in their well-being. Like during a live, you know, when I, I look around and I see everybody else, you know, like, you know, fist pumping or, you know, um, you know just you know, hugging or, or high-fiving their neighbor next to them. It's like that is the, if they play that tonight, that is the peak goodwill for my fellow human being experience that I will probably have this entire year. If you've been to Mass before, if, you're, if, you're, if you've gone, gone to church... Mm-hmm. Peace be with you and unto you. Yeah. That's the moment. It is. No matter what religion you're subscribing to or none right. at all, that's the moment. But as an, and I'm, as an atheist who doesn't go to church, like this is my church. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm and saying. And this will be my, my religious experience for the year. And, you know, I have to for get back. For the year? Well, I mean, I, it's the last show of the tour. Okay. Um, and so when I get back on the plane and I, I go back to, uh, I go back home, I will carry, you know, for a time, <laughs> some part of that experience with me. And the next time I, I hear a live or the next time I think about that night, some part of me, will, some part of that memory will activate. I will yeah. experience th- that, that again. And if Eddie had alienated me, you know, with some of the things that he had said, which is not likely, my, I'm fortunate enough my, my politics happened to align pretty closely to Pearl Jam's mostly across the board. But if he said something where this is a place where we disagree, it's going to compromise that experience right. a, a little bit. Well, speaking of fans, um, I want to put this out to you guys. Has anybody been to over 75 shows out there? All right. In the ballpark? We got, we got one person. We have somebody else who hasn't raised Any, their hand yet. Anybody over 100 by chance? 100 shows? Has anybody gone to more than three countries? Wait, wait. Somebody. Oh. 100? Brian. I see you. Come on down. You? Yeah. You're going to be our traveling fan. We're going to start with your first show. We're going to have you relive all 100 plus experiences. I mean, these are your headphones anyways, Brian. <laughs> Brian Flood, uh, event organizer for Voices Foundation. Oh, by the way. So this is happening in part because of that gentleman. So how about a round of applause for Brian? That's a golf cl- That's a Fred Couples clap. Give me like a Taylor Swift clap. There we go. All right, you're, un- you're unmuted now. Can you hear me now? Yes, loud and clear. It's a bell. So, Brian, you've been to 100 and how many shows? Tonight is 111. You should try harder. <laughs> Your first show, you told me earlier off, off show, what was the first show again? Uh, that was the last time that, that Pearl Jam played in Austin that wasn't ACL. So, uh, 1995? Five? Yeah, so I think the anniversary of that show was just like, like two or three days ago. So I want to. My first show is about a year afterwards, and I'm about 95 shows behind you. <laughs> so I, I need to kick it into gear next door. Yeah, my wife is in the back. She's she's like two ahead of me, and I, I for some reason I can never catch her. That's that's very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you get into the band first, or did she get into the band first? Uh, no. So or we, So here's if you want me to get into it. That's why we're here. Uh, so we actually met at one of these things. No kidding. Uh, so Aww. before it was officially wish list. So uh, she she was uh, knocking those shows out. She's from Philly, so Philly, New oh, York, yeah. the Boston, whole Eastern corridor there. No problems. Done. I'm stuck, you know, burning up here in Austin, and, and really can't get to a lot that many. This is like a warm bath. Yeah, this is nothing. Yeah. Oh, compared to last week, this is uh, this is <laughs> I heard. freezing, man. Um, so yeah, we we met uh, 2004 at the Fleet Center uh, sh- uh, pre-party before they were called pre-parties. Um, and, in, and we've been together ever since. So we've, been, we've seen them now in five different countries together. Uh, we took our family to Rome in 2018. So it's been, you know, what's something that's really cool about this is that, um, you know, for the longest time, it's like, hey, we're just gonna go see, see the band. We're gonna see the band, that's fun and, and that's great. But a- after a while, it's, it's, it's way more than that, right? So. Um, it, it's about all of this. It's about all of these faces that I get to see. It's about this guy over here, John Voorhees, who's another guy that's helping us out. Thank you, John. We couldn't yeah, do it John. without you. Woo! 
Um, so yeah, so it's it's a whole it's an experience, right? It's not a show. It's 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 all of that put together, and and you know it's it's so much fun, and you know people save up money to take their kids or whatever to Disneyland. I've done that a couple of times, but I save up money to go on tour. You Disneyland, Disneyland once. Yeah, uh, I, I'm done. Exactly. I, if if I you're a Disney fan out there, God bless you. I can't do it more than once. I'm like, all right, the teacups they spin. Got it. Cool. So. So yeah, so it's just uh, it's been a, a, a long a long journey, and it's slowly just kind of become interwoven in our daily sort of uh, you know life. So has that fun. become? Um, I mean, 111 times is a long. I should say long. Well, it is long, but it, that's that's a lot. And so maybe you can actually, maybe you can help me. What do you say to the person whose spouse is a casual fan but does not understand? The traveling to the Texases and the St. Pauls and the Indianapolises and it's in the Romes. We're, we're asking know? for a friend. I'm, a, I'm asking for no one in particular. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard for me because I've I haven't ever had to deal with that just because my wife is super fan too. So it, it, she really enables this. The, without her, there wouldn't be a hundred levels. Is she shows. on the patio? She's she's selling. Uh, Doing raffle items back I mean, there. I the mean, you've got, got two you got more shows on him, so if we could get you down here so we could talk to a real fan, <laughs> that would be great. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. She is a, she's a super fan for sure. By the way, you have 16 minutes to buy raffle tickets, by the way, if you hadn't bought one yet. 16 minutes. Okay, that's all. That's all I want to say. Um, so when you go to 111 shows, and obviously you have the support of an equally uh, psychotically amazing Pearl Jam fan wife, um, what... what I'm going to ask this question that it sounds uh, devil's advocate-y. Um, what would make you want to go to a, 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 see a band that many times? You, ha you Certainly you've seen pretty much every song. I mean, yeah, so, so that, you know, that's not how it is with Pearl Jam, right? So Good answer. Um, every time that you go, you have no idea what you're going to see. And, and that's what I get from, from people at work and, you know, the casual fans. Like, I, they don't, why are you going to go see them? You just saw them last night. Well... Every show is different. Every show is unique. You never know what you're going to see. Starting to end, it's completely different. Um, and, you know, the crowds are different. The venues are different. The places that we get to see. So all of that rolled into one is, is you know, kind of the motivation to, to continue to go and, and to do this stuff. So after 111 shows, is there a, a favorite place, either a venue or just a geographic location for you to go see them? So I, I'm not going to lie. I, the, the venue here... Moody is is impressive. Um, it's beautiful on the inside. If you guys haven't seen it, it's very intimate. It's super. The sound is great. Um, there's a little bit of a connection to Matthew McConaughey there. For those that you don't know, did he throw some money at it? Uh, he he did a little bit more than that. So you, if you walk around in the concourse there, you'll see a a blueprint of uh, the Moody Center design. I think it was a back of the napkin sketch that that he had done wow and they've got that framed up there uh, well it's a kind of a superimposed image um uh but uh yeah so he had a, a, a part of that and uh, that whole venue is is beautiful so we've we've had the Irwin center here for a really long time yeah. um and the sound that in that place you know it wasn't that great and it, it kind of served its purpose and it was a great venue over the years but we've really really needed something new and in the last two years, every other weekend, man, that place is packed, and we've gotten all the big artists, and I'm so excited to have Pearl Jam here yesterday and today. Oh, so, so are you from Austin? Uh, I lived here basically since early 90s. Oh, so you can, like, roll out of your bed and, and go to this show. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yes, that's really nice, although I didn't do that for some reason this time. I'm actually booked a hotel a little bit closer. Um, but yes, it's nice to, to be close to home for a show and not have to get on an airplane, that's how would, for sure. How would you compare a crowd in America? This is a, a, a silly question, but how would you compare a crowd here to a, a crowd in, in Europe? What are the differences? The sing-alongs. The sing-alongs in Europe are a little bit different. The in-between, they sing all the guitar parts, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, that's a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, everyone's... Uh, you know, here and there are, we're, we're, we're kind of all the same. Even when, I may not speak your language, but I speak your Pearl, Pearl Jam language, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's been, you know, it's been a lot of fun and, and the crowds are, are great. Um, you know, I'm a little bit biased. I thought last night was pretty, pretty good. 
Um, the crowd in Fort Worth was really good, I thought. And um, I think tonight will be good, too. Final night of this tour, this short run, what, do you, what would you like to see? And what do you think um, of this tour uh, as a whole, as a, as a unit? What would you think about this? Like maybe a year from now, looking back, this tour was what? You know, I, li- I like I like how we've done the um, the in between. I think you know, show and a day, oh, off, day off until this week. I think that's been neat, and and because maybe I'm just a little bit older and doing the back. Oh, my dogs were barking last you, night, oh, Brian. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it was it was a little bit. Uh, it was a lot. Um, uh, but you know this this tour has been fun. I think uh, you know uh, what did you I forgot what you asked me now. What was that? Uh, what, what you wanted to see tonight? Oh, and yes. then what what you think this tour would would uh, would be? So I'd like to see some. You know, there's a there's a a thing that that Ed did uh, on the ACL taping back I think 2009. Nine. He opened with uh, a Daniel Johnston song called "Walking the Cow." Um, you know, he, he passed recently, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think uh, this is the first time they may have been back since he passed, or pretty close they to play, that. They played 2014 at ACL. And in this, I, I would like to see that again. That, that, I, that would be really cool. So with your 112th show tonight, what's something you hear all the time that you... 111th, excuse me. Pardon, uh, I'm please. sorry, I thought I was talking His wife with is your very wife upset. for a moment. Yeah. Um, What's something you've heard, if not 111 times, like all the time, that you still hope you're going to get every single night? What never gets old? State of Love and Trust. It's a great name for anything, really. Every I time? Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, Always want to hear that one. You know. Always want to hear In Hiding. Oh, yeah. Always want to hear I Got Shit. Got that. Um, could never go wrong with, I mean, we just start naming them off. Rats, blood. They, they made a damn tour shirt with a rat on it. I yeah. expect to hear it at least once. Uh, I think it's coming tonight. It's got to. Yeah, I hope so. You got any inside info? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, this is. I'm very excited for tonight. Um, not only because a it's my it's my second pre-party, first live podcast at a pre-party, but the final night of a tour. There's always some shenanigans. Um, the Daniel Johnston shout is great because. Buddy of mine was, who picked me up from the airport yesterday, he goes, I hope they play a Daniel Johnson song. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, I think, I think they'll do it. And I go, okay, let's do it. And the fact that you said it independently of that thought makes me think maybe they do it. And that would be a really nice special, because they, 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 they're prone to doing those kinds of, um, making those kinds of uh, things happen. No, that was like 12 years ago. I mean, this is Babe Ruth calling his shot. If, if they play it tonight, everybody's going to be so <laughs> impressed with you. That would be great. And by the way, there is a Daniel Johnston Hi, How Are You t-shirt back there on the raffle table. So get your raffle tickets. And the master segues, Brian, thank you for stopping by our table. Master segues, 10 minutes to buy your raffle tickets. 10 minutes. At 4.45, they'll be uh, calling out the raffle winners. And then shortly thereafter, they'll be doing the auctions for the poster and for the record. Yeah, so, so if you guys haven't been, is it okay if I... Please. Just, so if you guys haven't been inside, right, there's a company in Austin called Gold Rush Vinyl. Uh, they, do, they press their own records for local artists, indie artists, and some other things. Um, they also have a really cool thing what they do is they'll take a national record and they'll, they'll gold plate the record with 14 karat gold. So that's an actual gold record on inside that we have. And we've been doing a two-day raffle. Raffle tickets are $5.00. Um, we're going to draw the winner at 515. You do not have to be here or be present to win. Um, I will take that back to Gold Rush on Thursday. They will package it up super nicely and then send it out to whoever wins. That sounds like a great thing yeah, to win. I can't wait. i got to go drop some raffle tickets in there if I'm allowed. Well, you go, find you, out. You, you go do that. <laughs> will do. Brian, Thank you very much. Brian Flood from uh, the Wishlist Foundation. Did I mute that mic? I did. Um, all right, so before we get out of here, uh, thank God no one cheered for that. <laughs> no, don't cheer for that. Oh, they're cheers for Brian. Okay, good. Whew. Oh, that was, that was dicey for See, a second. See, this is huh? why you can't do political stuff. Like, you don't yeah, know what I, the, the, the well, cheers I, I, for. I, I got a crowd here who's going to bash my head in if I say anything wrong. All right, so what we talk about tonight. 
what you want to hear, what you think they're going to hear. We talked about what happened last night, how they're going to probably switch things up, at least in, in large part, outside of you know, your even flow in your live. Give me, what was that? Can't, can't keep? You are now the second person to ask for can't keep. That would be great. Will, will it open? I think, I think Wash opens, personally. Um, okay, so we got we got a can't keep. Angel, Angel in Davey's backyard oh. feels a little bit aggressive. Well, if it was Fort Worth, that's his backyard. This is Austin. All right, fair enough. It's a little different. It's a big state. All right, so I'll ask you this, and then we'll ask the audience. I want a a song you predict they're going to play, and a song that you really hope that they'll play, but maybe not. So, predicting they'll play is is Jeremy, um, okay. which I haven't heard in years, and is one of my my favorite live staples or former mm-hmm. staples. I'm, I'm a sucker for the, the sing-alongs. I would love to be in Europe and have everybody doing the guitar yeah. parts. And everybody coming together during the, um, the outro is a, always a concert highlight. Yes, uh, I agree. They haven't played it in a few days. I'm not sure how often they played it on the tour at all, actually. So, twice? Twice. I'll right. look it so up. So I feel twice. like statistically we might be due. Um, in terms of something a little obscure, uh, I'm wearing my red mosquito shirt, so I'm going to go with red mosquito. Okay. Of the girl? That hasn't been played in the store yet, have All right, I'm going to go with... I think that my prediction is we will finally get Chloe Crown. Tonight, Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns will be played. That's my prediction. What about uh, Comes and Goes? Comes and goes is not happening. You don't think it ever happened? No. <laughs> what? On the, on the solo tour? Oh, maybe in Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. If it ever comes out, it's going to be in Seattle next month. Otherwise, I don't think ever again. Or ever at all. Um, and then my, my hope... Hmm. Ah, can I do two? Yeah. It's your show. Fuck it. Um, I'm going to go two. And it's two songs I have never seen that I would... I would die to see. And maybe you're going to be like, eh, no. Rival, Rival, fucking awesome song. Great live. And Army Reserve. Anybody else like that song? Army Reserve? Those are my two. So, um, how how do we ask the audience? Uh, Let's shout them out. Shout them out. What do you think you're going to hear? Luke and Daughter. Luke and Daughter. What was that? I am mine. mine. Oh, I would love that. Hasn't been played, has it? On this tour? What else? Dirty Frank. Dirty Frank. As, no as, a, as a definite, that, that's, a, that's a bold call. How about in the back? By the yingling table. I think we'll get black. Yeah. Wasn't played last night. Who you are. Who you are. Ooh, that's a bold choice. All right, and what are people's uh, wish list items? Can't keep. Can't keep. What was that? Hold, hold on. on. Oh, that would be, that would be great. Hold, hold, hold your horses there, hold on. All, all night. night. You know, all night. Wasn't that busted on Chicago? Am I wrong? That's a, great, that's a bold... Actually, no, it's not a bold choice. That, that will be played. That, yeah, that's a great choice. That's my second answer to Crown of Thorns being played tonight. Glorified G will get played. Okay. Ooh, a, a prediction for an entirely new song. Oh, I, I hasn't been even... The, 19... No. This isn't 1994. Early 1994 all over the again. The internet exists, sir. They don't do that I love where you're. That would that would I love be, the cut of your jib, That would be amazing. Black, red, yellow. Well, we're not in Chicago though. It's a great. Oh, are we are we bad mouthing the Bulls? Is that what's happening right now? Falling down. Falling down. This guy is just plucking out obscure songs that will never happen I again. I mean, what I what I realized just sit here listening to this, and again, I'm not at 111 shows, so like every. Oh, uh, we're gonna. Every Hit show. Over the head with that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of it. I wish I was able to organize my life in a way to do it. There's, there's no judgment there. Just hearing what everybody is, is throwing out there, I realize I don't actually care all that much. All of these are fantastic because choices. Everything, I've, honestly, even, I mean, even when I was listening to, to Brian's like, you know, run of like, oh, I hope they do this, 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 and this. None of those were songs I would have put on my own list. But if they play that, that stretch of songs during the show, I'll be thrilled. Uh, I'm. What I want is just for them to go. If, if they can go to 30 songs, it's the last night of the shore. Nobody's got to, you know, rest their voice for yeah. the next day. I'm. I'm just looking for length. I know it'll be good. Does, does anybody know? Is there a curfew here? What time? 11:30. 11:30. Oh. 
Well, we had an extra 20 minutes last night. We could have gone. All right, so two and a half hours tonight. All right. <laughs> we're, we're getting uh, conflicting we're getting information like, about the curfew. I, I feel like we're getting heckled now, too. We're trying to, the crowd's turning. This is Uniondale all over again. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, well, I think, I, think we've, I think we've hit a mark here. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, you guys. Um, if you're new to uh, what this thing is, this is the State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast. This is episode 175. If you're doing so this where, for a while, you, where you been? Um, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, feed, feed the algorithm. Feed the algorithm. As, say, as, say all of his lines. <laughs> Paul, Paul, the usual co-host, is not here, but Stip is like the third leg of this, of I, this I, thing. I listen to the show, so I, I know his He's his aware. Shtick. He's aware of Paul's shtick. Um, we uh, find us. This QR code down here will we'll send you to all of the things if you want to follow us uh, and listen to more episodes. This is going to be put out now, as soon as I'm done hitting record. Uh, I've got some shirts. I've got some stickers and pins. Um, a portion of that proceeds goes to the Wishlist Foundation and their charities, uh, one's uh, CCFA um, and the Vitalogy Foundation. So uh, it's not going to my pocket. It's, a lot of it's going to their pocket so we, where it should. And like I said, you got two minutes to buy a raffle ticket. Right. That's it. Money that would go to my pocket, if everybody can <laughs> remember this, uh, for four months from now, five months from now, I Am No Guy, Pearl Jam Song by Song, look for it. Yes, and it's, it's going to be friggin' good. I've, I've actually read the early lyric copy. It's great. Well, Stip, uh, thank you for sitting in, uh, sitting in thank Paul's Thank you, stead. as always, for having me. And uh, again, thank you to Skulls Garden. This place is awesome. It's really, really cool. The Mist fans are clutch. And, uh, and there's Laura. Laura, do you think you're going to escape this? Are we going to extend the, the episode for a do couple you want, Do you want to say hi or no? You don't have to. Yeah? Come on down. So, oh, making, we've extended. A, making 111 shows look positively over here, amateurish. Over here. No, oh, you can't. Oh. oh, come over here. Come over here. So this is like already bowing and then Mike saying, fuck it, let's keep playing and doing... <laughs> Yo, better. There's no curfew here. There's no curfew at the beer garden. You good? I'm going to unmute you. Everybody came to hear uh, Jason Russell with chords. All right, you can hear us okay? All right, you are now unmuted. Laura DiMartini. What's up? Uh, you are part of the Wishless Foundation, are you not? I am. What would on you, record. On, on record. Federally, <laughs> legally. <laughs> According to the IRS and uh, FDA, the state of Illinois. FDA and the SEC, um, what what do you do for the foundation? Tell the fine folks. Bleed and passion That's and aggressive. love. It is aggressive. <laughs> uh, in 2004, for the VFC tour in St. Louis, we were all on the Pearl Jam message pit, chatting, you know, back in the day, and I was like, "Hey, let's have a party." And let's bring everybody together. Because back then, the fan base was pretty kind of separated into geographical groups that were a bit competitive at the time. Boo. And so, like, the Seattle people were like, oh, we're Seattle. We get all the cool shit. And Philly people were like, we're from Philly. Philly. Go, go fuck off. New York people, <laughs> like, we're just New York people. Yeah. And so, so like I was like, let's, you know, it would be cool to bring everybody together. And then Brent Hinson, uh, he has Crohn's disease. And he had just gotten diagnosed at the time. Mike McCready also recently diagnosed uh, and came, like, talked about it and came out with it. And so he's like, hey, let's turn this into a fundraiser in honor of Mike and have everybody bring some canned food. So uh, we had some canned food, about, I don't know, 500-something pounds. Everybody showed up at, uh, at Humphreys. And it was October 4th of 2004. And from there, we went and did, like, a whole... Canadian tour for the CCFC and I was like shit there's a lot of money coming in and out of mm -hmm. this place and I'm an entrepreneur since college I'm like you know I have some business experience why don't I try to like get us actually incorporated so officially I am the executive director and president and I guess chief whatever El Presidente chief gets uh, all of the crap and has to pack her car 400 times back and forth <laughs> but you know what <laughs> which I love this I'm looking out and like this is effing cool. And it's been 19 years since that moment, 17 years yes. legitimately as, yes. a, as a proper thing. Um, Which I'm, we never expected. Like, we didn't this even... Is fucking, I rolled in here at 6 o'clock last night. Yeah. It was 
insane. Yeah, it was, that's it, super it, packed. It, I mean, basically, people... the, the merch line just walked over. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> it's much. the merch line in here. When, yeah. when did you realize that you had, like, really built, like, an important fan institution? How long was this going on before you, you sort of grasped what you had put together? Um, I'm kind of naive sometimes, even though, like, I'm a crass Long Islander. And it didn't hit me until, like, a long t- like, 2008 or later. When we first started doing it in Canada, people were like, get the fuck out of here. This is a rock show. Like, we don't need, you know, this is not, like, a, a poverty, a donation thing. And we're like, what? You can't be, like, a good person at the same time as you're rocking out? So, in the beginning, we were always like, oh, my God, are people going to show up? And to this day, like... I still have that fear, like, oh my God, is anybody going to show up? So a lot of people thank us for doing these events, but really, we're just like, you know, nerds having a party, and if nobody shows up, you know, we're not going to raise money. It's not going to be, like, a cool thing. So it is actually all of the people who show up, keep showing up, they're the, like, it's the fan base. I mean, this, and we were talking about before, this this is... This is the other leg. This is the other side of being a Pearl Jam fan. Yeah. All, all this business here. I mean, the, the music is what brought us together, but it's the extras. It's right. the bonus. It's this stuff that keeps us together. Yes. It, it really struck me at PJ20 when we really had, like, contingencies from the U.S., from Canada, from England and Portugal, like, just all of, like, South America and, you know... They were like, oh, I met this person here, and I met my wife at a pre-party, but, you know, our kids are now here. Right, exactly. So, Brian and Janine, the organizers of tonight's event, who've been working their asses off along with John Marshall Voorhees over there, we were all talking about, like, what is this? And, and we've now come to the conclusion is, like, it's a legacy. And, like, every single person, Shannon, like, all over scouting places for us, you know, all of these people, like, donating, showing up. Like, we are part of, like, official Pearl Jam history. Eric Long from practically day one. Um, you know, you can't really talk, and that's what Brian was saying. Like, he had this epiphany at, I forgot what show, but he was, like, St. Paul. He was overcome where he was, like, I realized, and he's a little stoned, but, oh, <laughs> shit. Well, sorry, whatever. He was overcome by the fact that you know, you can't talk about Pearl Jam yeah. without talking about Wishless Foundation. And we're in the PJ20 history book and, you know, Deep Magazine. And it's still like, what? Like, we're just a bunch of nerds doing this little thing. That's how I still feel. Yeah. But yet, you know, it, it is a lot larger than we ever thought it would ever be. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to have found out about this, even if it was super, super late in the game. But, but that's okay. It's yeah. just like people going to their first show. Like, when you know, then you know. And now you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to meet, you know, Rochelle and Drew, like Pearl Jam fans. And it's an immediate tonight. thing. Like, it's not like, <laughs> oh, you know, pay your dues. So, like, you get to hang out with the cool. Like, no, right. no. The no. umbrella is like, swing the gate wide open and come on in, baby. Absolutely. I mean, I love seeing, like, all, like, Muscles Marinara over there and, you know, like, so many people that, that I've seen. Is that person's name Muscles Marinara? No, it's Anthony oh. Angrisano. He's not listening. It's a great name. <laughs> we call Muscles him Muscles. Marinara. <laughs> I feel like Rayo should sponsor him. <laughs> He's not even paying attention. <laughs> but, like, you know, seeing the same faces over and over again, year after year, people who have started off as volunteers, then turned into organizers, they get married, they come here, they're, you know. And then there's the new people who hear about it from a friend or just happen to, like, catch something on social media. Well, that'd be you. That'd be you live-streaming, Laura. Well, live-streaming, and I mean, but we have, like, Marlene and, and Chrissy and Jenny. They're all working their asses off. I mean, there's... I think one of the biggest things, and only the people who, who do these events know just how much time and effort and, like, hard work that it takes to actually put this stuff on. And it actually kind of... It didn't... It takes away from your Pearl Jam experience in some regards, in the amount of work that you have to do, you kind of, like, I missed four songs at one of the shows because of my wish list obligations, and that's like, you know, that's like church, like, you're missing, you know, the, <laughs> you're missing a big essential part of what we do. But, like childbirth, right, like, this is our baby, all of us, and so I would do it over again in a heartbeat, and that's why we keep doing it over and over again all these years. You know, there's, I'm sure it's a lot of work, 
but there's in a really cool and foundational way. I mean, what you guys have built here sort of embodies what the band is about. Like, right. if you were gonna distill like what Pearl Jam is over the course of of thirty plus years, I mean, there's no better artifact you could point to than the Wishlist Foundation. Say like, you know, that is. 100% what all of this is about like that's the the core of the music you know made manifest in a, right. a group of people yeah I, I mean I do believe that I see it in every single person who has you know is on staff who's volunteered just even the people that show up I'm like oh you know I never get to really go on the merch line people are like here have you know take a sticker take a button meanwhile it's like cutthroat out there but you know when it comes to being like really resourceful and giving like I don't think our fan base there is no one better than us there, like 19 years of people donating their own memorabilia like that's crazy to me there's even Facebook groups now uh, chats of people saying hey can you help me out with I, I need to trade down tickets I need to trade up right. tickets I need I missed someone on today was like I forgot my poster at the airport yeah I saw that and I'm like I'm oh like, I hope oh somebody yeah and then there's another lady who's like my 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 daughter is a huge fan. We couldn't go to the thing, but like her birthday is today, so I want can somebody get her the poster for her Christmas present? I'm gonna surprise right. her. I'm like, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do that. Let's make that happen. Let's make let's make everybody um, feel like they are taken care of. Because why the hell not? That's the whole point. Right, and I think that's exactly what you know we tapped into initially, and that still continues to this day. Where, you know. There's already that giving nature. We're all brought together for the music. I mean, the music has healed and done something for every single person in this just mm -hmm. even vicinity, not even just here at, like, the Schultz Garden. Like, it's everyone coming here has been affected by the band in some way, shape, or form, and some more so than others. Like, I, I wouldn't be here without Pearl Jam and specifically without... Like Mike McCready and his wife Ashley, it's her birthday today. Like Woo! they have been just like angels to me, honestly. And I mean, I know that same thing, like so many people here have been, you know, their lives have been saved by the band, by this music. And so when you have that common ground, even though we can be politically diverse or even, you know, come from different socioeconomic backgrounds, different, you know, just age groups even, mm -hmm. We all have this common thread, and that's that the music heals us, brings us together, and if we can find solidarity in that, then there's no reason why we can't do like amazing things together. And I think that's exactly what the band exemplifies, and that's what's carried them through. So that they're basically the only remaining band, you know, kind of out of Seattle from their time frame because they have such a great grounding of that within them. Yeah. No, it's it's exactly what we were talking about earlier with Brian. Um, it's it's funny because you you walked in and we had, it's I think it's interesting that we can have almost the same conversation, thirty minutes apart, but we come to the same conclusion because we all independently think that this right. is what the point is. Right, right. I, I fucking love that. Yeah, and then, you know, for us, one of the great rewards is like um, through what we do with Wishlist and um, Mike McCready did Flight to Mars and we support, well, particularly here, we're, today we're raising money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and so with Flight to Mars, we were um, raising money for Camp Oasis, which is a camp that they send kids with Crohn's to and a lot of times, you know, I mean, childhood is rough to begin with. We all know the stupid bullies that exist and now having, you know, Crohn's disease on top of that, that's a bitch. Yeah. So at camp, they get to meet other kids, same thing. Um, to meet kids at like five, six, seven years old and then have them come to like a flight to Mars event when they're 16, 17, 18 and are like, yeah, thank you. You guys really, again, like helped save me. To have that impact of like seeing the band and what they stand for kind of flow through us and then out into like the beneficiaries and, and the people that are involved in the organizations that we're supporting, it, it's, it's just profound like that's the part that gets me like super choked up and I don't know well I I, I want to thank again again Brian Jenny Janine you whoever I'm forgetting for ha making this place this foundation this group a thing 
Um, I will say in three minutes, uh, they're doing raffles over there. Oh, okay. So we're, we're up against it now. Yeah. The raffles will be starting in three minutes. Um, thanks, Laura, for coming on here and um, helping us, helping, helping the listener who isn't here today know what this is if they didn't already know. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, I believe that uh, as we have a new album coming out in mm. the next year, hopefully, I... Uh, a little birdie has might have mentioned that there's like going to be some touring around that nice, amazing new album, and we'll be having pre-party fundraisers for hopefully as many of those uh, shows as we possibly can, and that's not just you know limited to North America. So, oh, traveling are we? Yeah. Well, Laura, thank you very much, and uh, thank you to everybody out there listening and, and watching us. Uh, talking to microphones about this band that we all love uh, for the last hour or so. It's been a treat to be here at yeah, Thank Garden. you for doing this here with us. I mean, I always... This is a hoot. It's awesome when you can combine different aspects of the fan community and, like, unite yeah. them like a fucking Pearl Jam transformer of, like, amazingness. What was it? Optimus Prime was yeah. the one that had, like... The, no, what was the one that had, like, the, the five... The Bumblebee? five? No, 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 no. It wasn't a Transformer. It had five. Uh, Voltron, man. Voltron. Voltron. See, a, a Gen X kid would not have had to ask that question. I knew what it was. I couldn't think of the damn name. Voltron. I was going to reference Voltron, but I wasn't sure if I'm like, because no. I'm on the older end of it. No, no, no. Voltron I know Voltron. Jam. I know yeah. Voltron. Well, thank you for helping to Voltron. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. Us together, right? You're welcome. All right. With that, guys, um, we're going to say goodbye again. Uh, Step, thank you. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks to Skulls Garden and the Wishless Foundation. And uh, we will see you online very soon at stateofliveandtrust.com. We don't have the website. Just scan the code. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you very soon. Yeah.